Jamie and Stoney on 97-1, the ticket. The Stanley Cup playoffs started on Wednesday night. Last night. <laughs> Joining us now, unfortunately, the Red Wings are, are not part of it, uh, but they were part of it, of course, for 25 consecutive years. Uh, joining us now is the general manager of the Detroit Red Wings, Ken Holland here on 97.1 The Ticket. Kenny, good morning. How are you, sir? Good. Good morning. Nice to be with you. Hey, thanks for coming on. Ken Holland, nice enough to join us for two segments here this morning. So uh, if you have any questions, you can tweet at us at 97.1 The Ticket on our Twitter account. We'll try to get to those. Ken, you, you talked at the end of the year that this was a very disappointing season. I'm curious, in your mind, what didn't happen this year for the team that you thought was going to happen? I mean, obviously not making the playoffs, the record overall, that stands for itself. But in terms of what player development or something, what didn't happen that you thought was going to happen this year? I was hoping that we would be uh, um, more involved in the chase for a playoff spot than we were. Just plain and simple, I mean, is is there... Is there something that happened on the ice where there was a part of the play that you thought was going to be better than it ended up being? No, I thought that a year ago, uh, I think we were one of, if, if not the most uh, injured team in the league, we were one of the teams that had the most man games lost to injury. Our power play was uh, historically bad for, I don't know, three, three and a half months. And we had a number of players that uh, um, I felt uh, hadn't played up to the produced performed at the level that they had maybe produced uh, in, in prior years and uh, we went out and uh, added a, def- you know, a defenseman from a Stanley Cup championship team in Trevor Daly and I felt that uh, we could uh, you know in the month of March um, leading into April I was hoping that we were going to be involved in the playoff race to to some degree at least on the fringes of it involved in you know I, I was hoping that we were going to be involved in uh, by the time we got to uh, maybe around Christmas time, thereabouts, I think we were eight or ten, ten points back at Christmas time. And um, when you're ten points back of a, and, and you got a leapfrog and leap, leapfrog a number of teams, you're really uh, you're really a long ways out. So um, I was disappointed that we were not more involved in the playoff race. Now, saying that, many of us, because of the way the nature of your sport, the NBA as well. And you always talk about getting stars. The best way to get stars is to get really low, you know, picks, low, high, whatever, you know, top five picks. Was it tough for you at all to sit there in the press box or, you know, with the team, hoping your team wins, but knowing that, I don't know, it's better off if we don't get two points? Well, I don't think you you ever really want to cheer against your people. No. You know, I, I... you know, so you know, I, I think that you, you know, you let the chips fall as they as they may, and when you when you when there comes times in the season when you have to make decisions uh, based upon the information at hand, uh, you make those decisions whether it's a, whether it's a trade it's at the trade deadline or whenever it is. So, uh, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, you know one of the things Tony I've tried to do here in the last. Uh, year and a half to acquire more draft picks. It's not only, certainly the focus always is on, on, on high in the draft. Um, but r- the reality is if you're going to be uh, successful, you're going to do a, a good job throughout the draft. And over the a period of time, you're going to find players in lots of different parts of the draft, not only at the top of the draft, but you know, in the second or third round, maybe on occasion uh, later in the draft. So uh, we didn't have a lot of draft picks through the years when you're, when you're a good team, or a playoff team, 
quite often you're spending futures, uh, you're spending draft picks, uh, trying to acquire players to, to give you a little bit of help on a, on a, on a, for that season on a playoff run. And this was, I guess, for lack of uh, better words, an opportunity here the last two years to, uh, um, acquire draft picks. And the more draft picks you got, the, the better the opportunity is to wake up down the road with, uh, with players that will help your team be successful. Obviously, when a game starts, no player or coach does things that they hope, you know, will not be a favorable outcome. But was there anything uh, management-wise or whatever from you or, or Blash saying, uh, you know what, we're going to play uh, Coro more games down the stretch than Jimmy Howard, that that type of thing? No, I mean, Jared Coro is an unrestricted free agent. He won the um, – he led – Grand Rapids to the Calder Cup Championship a year ago, which which obviously is a very good league, and and uh, he's uh, I think Jared's 27 years of age. So uh, you know when we made the deal to trade Morazic away, um, you got to have two goaltenders, and we felt uh, that, that we wanted to play Jared. Uh, you know when he first got there, it was it was about around the first of March. It was still six weeks to go. I think that. Uh, for, uh, Jimmy Howard played the majority of those games because you know you're you're always hanging a hope you know you're eight ten points back or whatever we were and you're hoping to go on a six seven eight game winning streak and as time uh, marched on and uh, we didn't put anything together then it was it was uh, an opportunity we had to play Jared Curl a few times to uh, to evaluate him for uh, for the eighteen nineteen season. We're talking to Ken Holland, Red Wing general manager here, the Troy Laser Hotline on ninety seven one the ticket. You said also, Kenny, that the theme going forward is the future. And you did use the R word, which I know is a word you've hesitated. Uh, you know, we've gone back and forth about the whole rebuild. And you don't believe necessarily that rebuilds work or it's a long process. And you've never totally embraced that. Is that a change in philosophy for you? Or is that semantical to say that you're now looking at a rebuild here? No, I, you know, I think, you know, I think that when you Manage in the National Hockey League. You coach in the National Hockey League. You 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 need to be flexible. I think, and I you know I'd say to you that uh, you know when we made the playoffs, and again I think I'd said to you guys in the press, forget forget prior to two thousand five, two thousand and six. That was a different world. There was there was no salary cap. Uh, there was there was eight or ten teams that could spend more money than everybody else. We were one of them. So. You know, starting in 0506, we we were a playoff team every every year for uh, um, I don't know 10, 11 years, and you know when you, you still got some people in the locker room that are pretty good players, you, you, they're NHL players. Certainly understood as we were going along, the people, the stars, the the high impact players, they were they were aging, but you're trying to figure out if you can stay you can stay competitive and and. Uh, stay in the race and, and compete for a playoff spot at the same time behind the scenes um, try to find uh, players um, you know picking a little bit deeper in the draft uh, it didn't happen and I you know I think that obviously when uh, two years in a row uh, we get to you know halfway through the season and we're starting to get like I said eight and ten points back um, it was uh, pretty obvious to me that uh, it was it, be, it was a time now that uh, it was about the future. It was about rebuilding. I think now I would say to you, I, you know, I'm coming out and telling you that. But if, if you look at uh, you know, after we lost out in five games to Tampa Bay uh, in the playoffs a couple of years ago, uh, really haven't. Uh, I, I did sign Trevor Daly, to, like I said, to try to 
beef up our defense a little bit, make us a little more competitive, bring another pro into the locker room to try to compete for a playoff spot. But really, my moves have been um, for the future. We haven't really either. We haven't done anything, which uh, at the trade deadline in 2015 or and uh, or we've uh, you know 16 and 17 or 17 and 18, we've we've traded away uh, players to acquire uh, picks for the future. We've built for the future. I think most fans understand the rebuild. I don't think I don't think people are are angry at the, at the record. They understand what has to ha- happen in, in the sport. In hindsight, do you regret at all and maybe not doing this sooner? Do you think the uh, the series against Tampa, where you were close, where you had the lead and and, and didn't win it, might have been maybe fool's gold? Well, I, you know. Hindsight's easy for anybody, in life. right? You know, I think everybody in life, if you say you could do make, could you make different decisions? Based, you know, going back, who wouldn't make different decisions? You know, I think that to me, that's that's a. I don't really think that's a very good question to tell you the honest truth. I think everybody in life. So, when you're when you're looking at the information in life at hand at that period in time, mm-hmm. and you make a decision, you're making a you're making a decision and. I'm not going to uh, – I can go back and tell you I, I, I made lots of great decisions. I made lots of bad decisions. I think if you're in the business long enough in professional sports, you're going to make some decisions that, you 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 know, a year or two or three later, if you look back, or five years later, that you, you might do differently. So I'm not going to look back and say, boy, would I do things differently? Because when, you had the, when I had the information at hand, talked to all my people, analyzed everything, we made decisions that we were felt uh, made uh, – made the most sense at that period of time. Now you can look back and say two years later, I didn't work out the way you planned. Well, yeah, you've got the benefit of, 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 of watching things uh, happen. And, and, and the other thing is, which I said there to Greg Krupa the other day, he says, you know, should you have gone into a rebuild sooner? Even if you'd gone into a rebuild sooner, then, then, then the rebuild would start. The reality is a rebuild is going to take a certain period of time. And whether that period of time is from, a year ago to whenever it's going to happen, or three years ago to whenever it's going to happen, the reality is just it's it's still going to have to uh, it's still going to have to have that period of time in the history of that franchise that that it's going to be a downtime while you're trying to acquire players to to build for a, uh, an elite you know up an uptime. I think people would have accepted that. I, th- I think the reason you know people like. Greg, you mentioned and myself would even ask that question is because of the way the, the the Austin Matthews that year that that draft class was wasn't that pretty good. So people are sitting there saying, "Well, maybe if we would have done it earlier, you'd be part of that good pick for that draft class." I think that is why maybe we're I don't know jaded a little bit. No, I know, but you know we have the fifth record or worst record or the fifth odd, odd odds going into the lottery. There's a there, there's a pretty special player in this year's draft. Oh, I know. I don't I don't I don't know if you're going to win the lottery. Like, like, you, you, it's easy to say after Toronto's won the lottery. What if they didn't? There there was there was there was 29 other teams that there, you know there was a number of teams in that uh, you know that didn't win the lottery too. So you, you know it's you're sort of going on that it's a special draft pass and you're going to win the lottery or you're going to be bad enough that you're going to get that that pick. What if you're what if you're only Fifth or sixth, or and you and you. I mean, we could end up even as of today. We could end up with the eighth pick in the draft if three teams that, that are behind us in the in the in the lottery uh, get selected. We could fall from pick five to pick eight. So, 
you know, you're talking about something that it's it's a it's a guessing game. We are talking to Red Wing General Manager Ken Holland here on 97.1 The Ticket in the aftermath of the 2018 season. And Ken, I don't know if you ever listen to our station, but uh, you know, we, if you do, or if you hear fans talking, you shouldn't. Well, but, but I'm saying is there's a lot of stuff that we don't know that you do know, and and I just want to give you a long-standing theory, and I just want to ask you flat out if it's true, and you if you can't answer it, you can't answer it. There's a belief among some of us that towards the end of your 25-year playoff streak, you were under some sort of a mandate to make the play—not a mandate, but instead of maybe rebuilding or maybe slowing things down, it was, no, no, push, 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 try to get in, try to get in, try to get in. Did ownership ever give you those words, or is that always your philosophy, which was get into the playoffs and we'll see what happens? Uh, that was my philosophy. Okay. So there ends the conspiracy theory. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Kenny, you started your you know management career more as a scout, done a lot of great things uh, before becoming a general manager. It appears to me that you're maybe having more of a hands-on approach this year to actually traveling more, seeing more players in person. Is that, I don't know, an indication that maybe you're not as happy with everybody in the department, or is it something that you feel you have to uh, put the Ken Holland touch on and see more players in person? No, Stoney, I think, you know, I think, you ma- again, I think you managed to, um, you know, last year I was very, I was out a lot uh, in doing amateur scouting, watching players um, for the amateur draft. And I think, you know, those years when our team was in the playoffs, you know, the future is now. You're trying to, those 16 teams that are in the playoffs right now that started last night and tonight, future is now. They want to go on a playoff run. And as you're down the, as you're down the, you know, I think three or four years in a row, we made the playoffs in the last week of the season. Uh, you know, probably starting in 2013 when we, I think we beat Columbus out by a point in the, in the lockout season. And, and one year we tied with Boston and we made the playoffs by a, I think an ROW. And, and uh, you know, so I'm, I'm with the team. I'm with the team trying to make sure that, uh, um, the, you know, the future is now because you're, you're competing for a playoff spot last year when we got, uh, what you'll find is that the, the last six weeks, two months of the season, those teams that are falling out of it, the managers leave their teams and they go out and they scout, whether they're watching pro games, whether they're watching amateur games, there's no use to sit and watch your team when your team is, uh, um, a long ways out of the playoffs. So, uh, I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, I, I managed to the situation and, the situation last year and the situation this year is that we were uh, out of the playoffs and we're getting a high pick and uh, this year lots of picks. So I just want to be out um, as we get to the year end meetings. Um, I know the players that we're talking about, you know, uh, most scouts in every organization when they're amateur scouts watch 175 to 150 to 200 games, depending on their location and how many tournaments they go to. So, uh, you know, I'm going to probably watch, 30 or 40, so maybe 50 with uh, with tournaments and stuff for the World Junior. So uh, I'm not going to know everything that all our amateur scouts know, but certainly I want to know a little bit, uh, seeing these players live as, as we work our way through our finalists and work our way to the draft. I know you might find this hard to believe, but I'm going to ask you a positive question. All I've been hearing about, reading, seeing a little highlights, uh, some of the young guys, Rasmussen, Chalowski, uh, Ronick uh, down in, in Grand Rapids, playing really, really well. Uh, can you talk about them a little bit in the, the future, especially with, with, with the way Bertuzzi played this year? 
a little brighter than most people thought. Is that would that be accurate? Well, you know, I guess I think we've got some players coming. Obviously, I think Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, and we talked about him winning the uh, MVP trophy at the American League playoffs last year, and unfortunately got uh, hurt during training camp and went to start of the season in the American League. But uh, I think he's going to be a, a good NHL player. Um, you know, like you said, you talked Phil Heronic was the uh, American Hockey League uh, on the American Hockey League All Rookie Team. They, they picked two defensemen uh, to be on that team, so certainly he's uh, two of the. He's one of the two top first-year defensemen in the American Hockey League. Uh, Rasmussen had a good year, uh, and he's had a, a monster playoff. I think he's got 24, 25 points in, in uh, eight games. Their team won last night. They advanced to the third round of the playoffs. Um, out in the Western League, uh, Dennis Chalowski had a really good year. He had about, I don't know, 65, 70 points. And uh, uh, everybody that goes out and sees him, you know, he's an important guy out there. He's on the first power play. He's on the first. He's on the penalty killing unit. Is used a lot. Uh, coach that he is playing now in Portland, where, who acquired him from Pitch George, is uh, he's an important guy in that team. So there's the, there's some. You know, we've got some other people that then aren't quite as far along. I, I think they give them another year, and some of these uh, young players are going to uh, um, have a chance to make the Detroit Red Wings down the road. I just think again, I think it takes. Uh, it takes a little bit of time. Ken Holland with us here on the Troy Laser Hotline. Ken, you've been here for a while, and obviously you've won a lot. And I, I still claim that the kind of rebuild on the fly, as you mentioned prior to 2005, to essentially remake the roster but still compete and win Stanley Cup. Well, win a Stanley Cup. Probably could have won a couple more there in 2009. So you've been the toast of the town. Obviously, things have been a little bit more difficult the last couple of years. Is there one thing that we in the media or the fans don't get? I'm sure there's a lot we don't get, but there's a, is there a message you want to get out? Like, you know, nothing's changed, something's changed. Is there, is there something that we don't get that you want out there for the people to understand about the job you do, the process, and everything with this franchise? Not really. I think you guys have a job to do. I respect that you guys have got a job to do. Um, uh, I think that... Uh, uh, I understand, like I said the other day, I understand the fans' frustration and, and uh, um, with the job that I'm doing and, and uh, where we are in the, uh, uh, in the, in the, in the standings. I, I understand all that. I've lived here since, been with the Red Wings since 83, lived in Detroit since 94. Uh, Detroit's become uh, home for me and my family, so uh, I, I understand we got the greatest fans in the world and uh, I appreciate and respect the passion. We need the passion. Uh, you, you, I don't want to work in a city where when you're playing uh, like we're playing or, or we are in the standings that nobody cares. The, the fans do care. That's good. That's important. So uh, I respect all that. I know you guys have got a job to do. And uh, I'm, uh, like I said the other day, I've uh, made it uh, based upon the information at hand over the last couple of years. Um, we're going to, uh, we're going to build it, uh, rebuild it, whatever word you want to, we're going to take uh, a little period of time here. We're going to be patient and, uh, hopefully the decisions that, uh, I've made, uh, we've made here over the last year or two and, uh, going forward are going to, uh, really impact this franchise in a positive way, uh, down the road where this team can be, uh, a legitimate Stanley cup contender. But I, I understand that you guys have got a job to do. Ken, we really appreciate the extended time here this morning. Uh, great talking to you, and I know we'll be talking to you as uh, the next season approaches. Have a good summer. Good luck in the lottery. Good, as Tony says, good luck in the lottery.
thank you. All right, thanks. <laughs> Ken Holland joining us here on 97.1 The Ticket.